Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a whole new episode of Full Seam Ahead. It's not even new. It's an emergency podcast episode. Angel, how are we doing on this Tuesday? Good, good. Um, you know, busy. Literally just got done eating dinner like five minutes ago, ready to go. Just sat down and, and have been home for like literally five minutes. I know. Um, I mean, it was breaking news. I mean, the Astros mm-hmm. tweeted out Jose Altuve is an Astro for life and Twitter X. All social media platforms went crazy trying to figure out what was happening. And then sure enough, the news comes out um, that Jose Altuve signed a five-year contract extension with the Houston Astros. It's kind of like where you were, like where were you in that moment when that had happened? Because this guy has meant so much to this organization. I mean, he's played with the Astros since 2011, making his debut. He was there during the harsh times in the National League. Um, you know, from the 100 lost seasons and then all the way to 2015 being a two-time World Series champion. So he's been there. Uh, Astro Wharf Craig real quick said, yeehaw, Joshua, what's going on, man? Um, just a lovely Tuesday, I would say, in my eyes. Um, but of course, like we're talking about, but per Ari Alexander, Altiva's contract is five years, 125 million contract. And then the breakdown of the contract is very interesting because he gets a 15 million Signing bonus 2025. We're gonna break it down real quick. 2025, 30 million, 26, 30 million, 27, 30 million, 2028, he gets 10 million, 2029, 10 million as well. Uh, per Bob Nightingale, he is the first second baseman to surpass a career earning of 300 million. The part that intrigues me the most is the contract itself five years, 125. And Altuve was very immediate about he wanted to be in Houston Astros uniform for the rest of his career. He wanted to play over the age of 40, like Justin Verlander, what he's doing right now. So I think getting the deal done with Crane and him, you know, both of them being back. And even Crane had said it himself, too. Uh, I've seen a tweet from Mark Berman, Brian McTaggart, of course, on MLB.com, talking and tweeting away that they've been together for a while. I mean, since Jim Crane had bought the Astros, being the owner, and Altuve being with the Astros during the National League time. So what, what's your take on this? This is huge. This is huge for not just Astros fans, but Jose Altuve as well. Um, and this is something I think both parties want, is the Astros and Jose Altuve for Altuve to retire as an Astro and the way the contract works, the way it's looking on years, it's, it's, it might happen, right? And he's like, there's no injury and there's no trade, but the way this contract has worked is Jose Altuve will retire as an Astro. And it's crazy to think that Jose Altuve was first signed for $15,000, like not million, $15,000. And now the signing bonus is 15 million. So it's pretty special for Jose Altuve as well. Yeah, I mean, you've heard the story before. Um, the Astros and all the scouts, you know, talked about, you know, you're not not saying you're not welcome, but basically, you know, we don't need to see you come back. You've come to the tryout, but we don't want to see you come back. But yet again, Altuve went to the tryout. Uh, one of the the scouts had seen something in him, and the Astros, sure enough, they like you were saying, fifteen thousand um, dollars, you know, signing Altuve from Venezuela, but. Two questions I want to ask you real quick. One, what do you think of this deal and Altuve? And then the second question being, 
What does it mean for the other Astros that are about to hit free agency pretty soon? Of course, you'll have Alex Bregman hitting free agency this coming new year. You got Tucker and Valdez as well coming up. So what do you think? Is there maybe an extension going around in the next upcoming years or just for right now, just let it play off where it's going to be? Um, first and foremost, to answer your first question, I believe it's a win-win for both Jose Altuve and the Astros. The Astros get a team-friendly deal in five years, $125 million, and the and Jose Altuve gets to retire as an Astro. So pretty, pretty like, I guess, balanced deal for both ends. And now the complicated part, I would say, for the Astros is trying to work a contract with uh, King Tuck, with Framber Valdez, and Alex Bregman. For me, Bregman's a little bit more trickier because he is a little younger than Jose Altuve. So finding gears and money, especially the way the market is with third basemen in general and you know, it's just baseball players in general, it's gonna be a pretty high. I'm looking I'm seeing if Bregman signs with either with the Astro or somebody, it's gonna be over two hundred million. And to me, unless some deferred money is in the picture, I don't think the Astros are comfortable with that. Just because you also got Kyle Tucker, who's a little younger than Alex Bregman. Plays in you know the outfield position, left-hander. So it's just like all these teams come into play, and I don't see Kyle Tucker or Bregman giving team-friendly deals to the Astros. Just and and they don't have to, right? They've earned every penny that um, that they earned. So I would say Bregman's contract is not as likely as Kyle Tucker. Like, so, so let me repeat that: an extension for Alex Bregman. It's a lot less likely than it would be for Kyle Tucker. I see Kyle Tucker, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not in the Astros front office, but if I can see them prioritizing Tucker a little bit more. I think so. Uh, nothing against Alex Berman because Alex Berman, what he's done in the Astros uniform, I mean, even the start of his career, dude, I mean, he's been with the Astros since he, he made his debut in 2016, but after that, 2017, I mean, he's been in the playoffs with them. For a good while, I mean, made trips to the ALCS, made trips to the World Series, two-time World Series champion. Um, but I do see Bregman maybe looking at the 300 million mark. Like I said, this guy is one of the best at you know working the count at the play, his play discipline, his vision, uh, the way he approaches at the plate as well. I think that's a big factor, you know, going into the offensive spot on the offensive part of it, part of it, part of it. And then defensively, I mean, he's played a great third baseman. He's been finalist for the Gold Glove, I want to say, back-to-back years now. So th- this guy's going to find a way to get his money because, I mean, by all means, he-, he should be going out there and try to give what he's worth. But Kyle Tucker's going to be an interesting part because we've had our debates and we've talked about, you know, if it's between Tucker, if it's between Bregman, if it's between Valdez. I mean, what who would you want to extend? Just think about it. Just this past, what was yesterday, Bobby Wood Jr., just signed that big extension with the Royals. If you see right now, I mean, him, Julio Rodriguez, um, who's, I think there's another one. I just can't remember the other. Players are something special. Uh, sorry about that. Five-toe players are special because, they, I mean, they're hard to get. Kyle Tucker's gone to go glove. He just won a batting title this year with the Louisville Slugger. He's a World Series champion already. He's already shown that he could hit close to 300. So if the Astros are going to want to look at maybe who's the next guy up after Altuve, 
which by all means right now it's Jordan Alvarez because he did have that six-year contract extension. I want to say either last year or the year before that. But now you need another guy to continue that on, and that could be possibly Kyle Tucker, I would say. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think um, if Framber Valdez has another year, like if this year for Framber Valdez is more like his first half of last year, then you can make an argument about Valdez as well. But right now, think you know th- that Wad is getting pretty tight for the Astros. Again, you also got to think about that. They're also paying Josh Hader. They're paying Montero too. You know, and they got all these guys. Uh, Jeremy Payne is going to be in ar- arbitration soon as well. So um, it's it's a lot of, you know, moving pockets around, m- moving money here, right? So it'll be, interesting. it'll be interesting to see how everything pans out for the Astros. And how's it going, yeah. Ant? Anthony Morris, what's going on? Joshua, how about you, man? Having a good day on this lovely Tuesday. But um, like you were saying, yeah, I mean, because think about they just traded for Justin Verlander. They don't have to pay as much. Yeah, they don't have to pay as much because the Mets are going to be paying mostly on that contract. But they're still going to have to pay a little bit of it. And then, of course, you got to think of the futures of the players coming up in free agency. So it'll be interesting what to see what the Astros are going to do. Of course, Crane said, you know, as long as and he had mentioned this on a tweet by uh by Mark Berman that as long as he's here, they're going to continue doing what they're doing. But Jose Altuve, I mean, 27 MVP, 2017 MVP for the American League, eight-time, eight-time All-Star, two-time World Series, a gold glover, a silver slugger. I mean, the guy has done it all. I would say, personally, in my opinion, I think he's the best Astros in franchise history. One of the best Astros players in franchise history. Yeah, I think... It's hard because... to do that with... With Bagwell and Biggio, but honestly, See, looking at the accolades that Altuve brings and what he's done in his tenure as an Astro, I think he's the guy that's the best player in Astros history. Yeah, and I firmly believe that Altuve has surpassed uh, Biggio and Bagwell um, for the best Astro. Just the way he's been in the postseason, uh, I think that speaks volumes as well, and just what he's meant to the like, to this Astros club. And I'm not saying Bagwell and Biggio were not team guys as they were, right? But at the end of the day, postseason success, regular season success, accolades, all speak volume. I think Jose Altuve has surpassed both. I mean, shoot, he's on what second all time in home runs in postseason history, mm-hmm. just behind Manny Ramirez, which could happen later on. He could possibly be passing Manny up for that title. So yeah, I agree. Postseason too. I mean, think about the best postseason players being. Uh, Derek Jeter, of course, Bernie Williams had his time. David Ortiz won, being one of the best postseason players when it comes to October. So Altuve, I'd say, too, joins it. Astro Wharf Craig says Altuve's postseason contribu- contributions put him on top. And I I agree with you. And I agree with you, too, Angel. Them guys, you know, nothing against Altuve, nothing against Bagwell. But, I mean, what he's been doing in an Astros uniform, and like we were talking about earlier, that – the time that he took being from 2011, this five, 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 six, uh, you know, player, second baseman, look what he's done. He's basically trailblazed for the future of the generation of baseball players coming up too. you know, five, six, five foot. It, it doesn't matter what size it just, as long as you continue playing, you know, with your heart and the, the way you perform on the field is just going to show what you could do. 100%, 100%. And I feel like 
him and uh, guys like Dustin Pedroia are kind of trailblazers in that aspect as well. Yeah, Dustin Pedroia. I went, what did he win an MVP before? I'm or not no? sure. I'm not 100 sure, but I mean, no. What Dustin Pedroia is coming up in the Hall of Fame ballot next year, so you know, it'll be interesting to see what he gets on that ballot. But of course, there's some more Astros news, oh, and that he is did. he did right. What year? Dustin Pedroia. MVP in 2008. 2008. 213 hits that year, 118 runs, 54 doubles, 83 RBIs, 17 home runs, batted 326. Dude, that's 16 years ago. Yeah. 16 years ago. I mean, gosh, time has flown by. But let's talk about Mauricio Dubon now. I mean, Doobie, yeah. what he did this past season in an Astros uniform, was phenomenal 100 percent um you saw what he did in the postseason of course in the early part when altuve was hurt he took the bat he was out there did whatever he could got you know a little, little bit of points from jordan alvarez domino players as well and look what he's been doing he had a hitting streak at what 20 20 games i want to say yeah. he carried it to so mm-hmm. i mean he had a great 2023 season and It'll be interesting what he does in 2024, but per Chandler Rome, Mauricio Dubon won his arbitration case against the Astros. Source tells The Athletic he'll make $3.5 million this season. Of course, if you remember the arbitration hearing, Astros were going for $3.0 million and Dubon wanted $3.5. So obviously Dubon won that matchup. But Angel, I mean, does winning these arbitration hearings mean something to these players? Because obviously you remember last offseason Corbin Burns and the Brewers went into the arbitration hearing and Corbin Burns wasn't happy after I mean you could you could hear in his voice you saw the media how it looked uh he just wasn't too happy so does this mean a lot when these players win these arbitration hearings oh absolutely and I'm I'm not gonna say it's it's a boost of confidence because it's not but it's just a pay tribute to the contributions they have they have had with their ball clubs right and I think if you look at Marcia Dubon the Astros may not even win the American League, the AOS if Dubon is not there. So he's been a big factor coming for Altuve, playing off fields, and I think he got what he deserved in getting those extra $500,000 because, you know, he's earned it. He played tough, 20-game history, like you said. It was able to do it all, and I think at one point he was the main the main guy for the Astros when, when everybody else was struggling. Yeah, for instance, I mean, in the postseason, I believe Chaz McCormick wasn't hitting as well as Dubon. You remember in that Texas series, Dubon was starting to hit, I want to say, either in the two-hole or in, you know, the bottom pa- bottom half of the order. But what he did in the postseason was very helpful for the Astros. Of course, too, you remember, go glove, utility, you know, winner right there. I mean, he did it all from second base to center field, like you're saying, the outfield. Uh, so Dubon winning that $3.5 million, yeah, it may not mean nothing to the fans or to anybody, but to these players, I feel like that does mean a lot because it shows what they did this that past season, and it just carries their, maybe not their confidence, but the way they're going to be performing in the next coming year. So it'll be interesting to it see shows, how... Go ahead. I was just say, it shows their worth, too. I think yeah. uh, Mr. Dubon feels that he was worth $3.5 million, and having somebody else tell you that, like, like in front of the Astros just goes like goes a long way too. Most definitely. But last but not least on the Astros roundup, 
2024 spring training hats have been released. Um, I don't know if you saw it through Major League Baseball. They did post the, the spring training hats from all 30 MLB teams. Give me your thoughts. Give me the thoughts on this year's Astros spring training hats. I mean, through the years, they've done navy blue. They've done some orange. But this hat all around is orange. Like, it looks like a tangerine kind of orange. So uh, share me your thoughts. What do you think about these hats coming up? It might be a tribute to Florida, you know, the the where all the oranges come from. But honestly, it's okay. I mean, I think the Astros, I think the Navy for spring training, just how they use in the regular season, is just like a great hat. So, um, but I, I don't know if you saw the trend of all the major league hats. They were basically going bright colors. I think the Brewers have a yellow one. Uh, Diamondbacks well. have a t- like a teal color, so I think you know it makes sense for what they were trying to do. But I think the navy uh, is the way to go. Share some of X's thoughts real quick. Dugout mom Trisha said they are very orange. Sort of remind me of a sherbet. That that's a that's a funny one. Uh, Chris Ketchum, Minimate orange fits the theme. It's different. Looks pretty good for a one time thing. Maybe it could be possibly more than one time. Later in the future, because like we said, I mean, they've been navy blue through the times through the years. Um, Jose Mendoza, I feel like whoever made the design for mostly all hats this spring training got lazy. Ooh. And then last but not least, Kevin Martinez, I applaud them for finally getting away from navy. So there, there's a little bit of mixed emotions right there going, you know, some like the orange. Some are kind of like, uh, I don't know about this because, yeah, it's going to look bright out there when the Astros are in the cage on the, the field, wherever they're going to be doing. So, but spring training's almost here. February 14th, pitchers and catchers report. And then the 19th is when the whole squad gets their first full workout in as a squad. Oh, Joshua likes, likes the Navy. So, like I said, a lot of mixed emotions. Yeah, I like the Navy too. But, you know, this, luckily, this, uh, you know, this podcast came, it was an emergency one, but we kind of had some, topics in mind so we're able to meet this the seven o'clock deadline but we have some stuff cooking in the offseason some huge news and some crazy trades and that is corbin burns in Birdland. a day after the oils were sold Orioles general uh general manager michael Lea strikes a deal corbin burns to the Orioles, acquired for dl hall and shortstop joy ortiz and honestly when I first pictured this deal, I was like, who did the Orioles give up? Because the Orioles have, I think, either one of the best or the best farm systems in Major League Baseball. They have Jackson Holiday. And I literally had the others on top of my hand. They just disappeared out, like, out of me. But yeah, they I have. I understand Grayson Rodriguez. I mean, they got a bunch of them. They yeah. got a bunch. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, man, who did they give up? And looking at this, yes, they gave up one of their top prospects in Joy Ortiz. But. I think that's a win for the for the Orioles. What do you think? I think it's a win for both squads, really. Okay. And funny about it, I think uh, Baseball America had the Orioles as number one and the Brewers as the number two okay. uh, farm system. So it helps the Orioles, though, I would say more because where they're at right now with the talent that they had, they won the AL East, obviously, last year. They made it to the postseason the first time uh, in a while. And then they needed, I think they needed somebody to yeah. add 
in that pitching rotation. Nothing against Kyle Bradish, nothing against um, you know Grayson Grace Rodriguez, Rodriguez, John Means, all those type of players, but they didn't have that true ace. And now you get an ace that's won the Cy Young Award with Corbin Burns. I think that puts them on top. Yeah, I mean they're they're already on top of the AL East because they won it last year. But with the moves that the Yankees have made this past offseason with uh, Juan Soto and, you know, Verdugo and all them, of course, if they have a healthy rotation, they could be up there as well. But what the Orioles have done with the young talent that they have as well, and, and like you were saying, they still have the best farm system in America and in corner in, in baseball America's eyes. So I think this is a huge win for the Orioles. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. And. I think it makes a threat. Like it's gonna be a dogfight in the AO East, and you saw that this past year too with the Rays competing, the Orioles, the Yankees for a time, the Blue Jays. Like it's gonna be a dogfight out there, and I think this makes the Orioles a lot better because because you, you're right, they were missing that one pitcher, and, and that came true in the postseason when their starters could not like could not last five plus innings, and adding a guy like Corbin Burns, you just don't bring an ace pitcher, but you bring experience. Corey Burns has been in the postseason as well with the Brewers. You bring, like, this kind of leadership bro, who can, like, Grayson Rodriguez is pretty young. Well, last year when I talked to him, he said he learned a lot from Kyle Gibson. Well, now he has Corbin Burns to learn from, right? So when you're learning from a Cy Young, it's just, it's just different, right? And I think, I think they have a chance to repeat the AO East. I think with the additional Juan Soto, like you were saying with the Yankees, I think everybody assumed that the AOEs was just going to fall apart and like, it's going to be the Yankees again. But no, it just shows you that they're ready to compete. And I and I see the Blue Jays being like rebounding from that season as well. Um, I see the Rays probably disappointing in themselves as well, so they didn't want to come back. So And now the, you have the Orioles and the Yankees. It's, it's gonna be, uh, uh, That's a 14-division right now. Sorry to all the Red Sox fans, but that's a 14-division right now. I want to say sorry to Red Sox fans. I mean, they could be a sleeper team. Yeah. I think they're they're a sleeping team to me. But like you were saying, if you if you're looking at a team that's already kind of like if you're predicting your divisional winners right now, you would have to go with the Orioles of what they've been doing. You don't know how the Yankees are going to be with their pitching because of last year. You remember injuries were like a plague for that team. Um, Nestor Cortez was hurt. Carlos Rodon was hurt. The only one that was really healthy throughout the season was Garrett Cole. And you saw what he did. He got the Cy, Cy Young, Young winning. Yeah. You know, he was the Cy Young Award winner for the American League. But now you got a Cy Young in Baltimore with a new ownership group and the best farm system in the league right now, which I wouldn't doubt that Jackson Holiday gets brought up to the majors this coming year. So Birdland's going to be serious for the next coming years. And they got, you know, from I'm pretty sure they're looking at the way how the Astros had constructed themselves through the years. Because you had Michael Elias and you got Sigma Dale over there with Baltimore. I think it's going to be. I think Baltimore is the real deal, man. Yeah, I think so, too. And this is just a, a shout out from Just Fans Podcast. You know, thank you for staying tuned as well. Oh, yeah, them, sure. uh, that that's a great follow too. Yeah, add just fans. I mean, they're they're a great podcast. Um, a lot of text and inside, a lot of football inside as well. They do uh wrestling too. I saw the other day, so mm -hmm. that they're, they're a really yeah, right there. 
Just Fans Podcast. They're a great group of guys uh, giving you some insights from football. I, I'm pretty sure they do basketball, but I've seen football and wrestling majority of the time. So they're a great group of guys to be around as well. Yeah, but before we let y'all go, we got another move, Kansas City. Hey, for Kansas City finish, finishing almost like I think they were last or de- almost dead to last, they've been making some moves this offseason. Uh, like, if I'm a Kansas City Royal fan, I'm thinking that they don't want that. Like, they don't want a repeat season, right? They're adding all these guys, you know, making moves. And what do they do now? They sign. They got their franchise player. Shortstop Bobby Wood Jr. and the Kansas City Royals are in agreement on an 11-year, $288.7 million contract extension. Now, he has opt-outs after his 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th year. And if, he just, and if he doesn't opt out, it turns into a 14-year contract worth thirty-seven, uh, three, $377.7 million. That's crazy. If I'm not mistaken, I think this is if he does not opt out and stays for the 14 years, this is the third biggest contract in Major League history with Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, and Bobby Wood Jr. I want to say Julio Rodriguez is in that category. Is I'm not 100% sure. I, I think so, but like I said, I'm not very confident on it. I do remember, you know, his contract extension happened after he won the Rookie of the Year, I want to say. But getting a guy like this, dude, I think it's big. And for the future of that Royals organization as well, uh, they haven't had a... Aaron Judge too? Mm-hmm. Or that was just yeah. the other one? That was the other one, Aaron Judge, so I support. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. I know, but but it's a big deal for Kansas City. I mean, getting a guy like this, I wouldn't say they haven't had a franchise player since George Brett. Salvador Perez has been, you know, the guy, the cornerstone that's been there when they won their World Series and when they had a two-year run in the World Series. But Bobby Witt for what 13, what you said, 13 or 14 years? Down the road, I mean, wow. I mean, he's special talent too. Five tool player, defense, hitting, power, contact, all that, you know, all that stuff. 30 30 guy as well. Uh, it, it's a big deal for Kansas City fans and, you know, Royals fans, wherever they're at. But real Absolutely, quick question, yes. though. Real quick okay. question, though. Kansas City or Texas barbecue? Oh, it's easy. Texas. <laughs> I've heard Kansas City barbecue is pretty good. I'm, I've heard. That's what I've heard before that their barbecue is good over there in Kansas City, Missouri. I don't know. I've, I've never been. It'd be interesting to go out there and try some, though. Yeah. But everybody's barbecue is different because I went to North Carolina, and their barbecue is mainly in pork. Uh, pork like pork, pork, pork? Yeah. Honestly, I wasn't a fan. I'm more of the beef kind of guy. Love a little slab of ribs, some brisket. Love all of that. But I don't know how Kansas City barbecue is, so it'll be interesting. Uh, Astro Warp Craig says Southern Illinois barbecue beats them both. Ooh. Wow. Southern, Southern, Southern Illinois. Illinois stepping up in the game or what? Is this because this is Warp Craig's putting them on the map right now. Wow. I've never Southern Illinois. I've never would have thought. Barbecue would be on the map for them. 
I know Texas. I've heard Texas. I've heard Kansas City. I've never heard of Illinois, but it's pretty cool. Get another yeah. aspect of barbecue on that side of town. Absolutely. But that is the end of our show. Of course, like we said, this was a emergency podcast episode, uh, talking and discussing about Jose Altuve, his contract uh, details, and what it, what it's meant to this, you know, the the fan base of Houston. Because a lot of our comments right now, I mean, everybody's excited. Everybody's thrilled that this guy's going to be in an Astros uniform for years to come. Um, of course, like we we're talking about, he's been there since 2011. He's talked about playing after the age of 40. It'll be interesting to see what. I, I don't know. How old would he be when it's at 2029? Do you, do you have a clue by any chance? Ooh, I to say, yeah, I want to say in the high 30s, he'll be there. Yeah, I think uh, he's 33 right now. So if you go five, about 38, 39. Yeah, 39. So 39. I, I guess you would have to. I guess you would have to see how it's going to be at that time if Altuve's continue to go up the ladder or if he's kind of slowly, slowly going mm -hmm. downhill. Yeah. 39 okay. to be exact, Joshua said. But I mean, big day for Astros fans, I'd say. Big day for the city of Houston as well. Jose Altuve is an Astro for life. If you haven't seen our ticker below, continue to follow us at Full Seam Ahead on Twitter, X, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you get your favorite podcasts as well from Google, Spotify, Apple. Let us know in the comments below. Andrew, you got anything before we sign off? I just thank you for listening out. Thank you for staying tuned on this short notice and appreciate all you do. Yeah, we might have another episode this coming week, just so we'll let y'all know. But till then, like Andrew said, you have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you all soon. Peace.